The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night, time for the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, dating and relationship expert and matchmaker at singleinthecity.ca. On tonight's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show, I'm letting you guys take the reign. We're going to be answering all your questions about dating, sharing both my tips and personal experiences, as well as tonight's guest personal experiences. We're going to have a candid conversation about the universal struggles that we all face when it comes to dating as well as the struggles many of us are facing when it comes to dating during this time because let's face it, times are just a little bit weird right now. And I couldn't think of a better person to join me for this conversation than my good friend, comedian Peter Anthony. Peter Anthony's in the house. Hi. Hey, hey, now you said... uh when times are weird and then you segue to me that that makes me feel nice well you are a little weird but you know but aren't we all a little weird i would think so i, I think if you're not a little weird uh that's I, weird and you're a comedian so you have to be weird you can't be yeah, a comedian you can't be a comedian uh, unless you're a little weird I, I I think I think it's uh I think it's a great personality trait to to have as a comedian a little bit uh less than ordinary we'll say Yes. Uh, so it's been a while since you've been on the show. So let's catch up. What, you, what have you been up to? Anything sure. exciting well, going on? Oh, my God. I've just been going out to parties and restaurants <laughs> and large, so have I. Large, large crowd gatherings, uh, all that kind of stuff. No, no, it's been uh, it's been a weird adjustment. It's been difficult. And, you know, I haven't been able to perform, obviously, in a comedy club for over two months. And as someone that's, that's been on stage, gone, right? Oh yeah, I've been a comedian for 20 years, and the longest before this that I I had gone without doing a show in a live venue was two weeks. So this is uh, this is strange territory, like for everybody, right? So just trying to adjust each day and kind of hating every minute of it. Yeah. But now, if you were on Instagram, forever. Now, if you were on Instagram, you could be performing online, Peter. Well, that's not my uh, that's not my bag, as, as they say. Actually, no okay. one says my bag anymore, but anyway. <laughs> On another note, let's talk about dating and relationships. So how do you feel about what's going on with dating and social distancing right now? How do you feel about it? Um, it's difficult. I have been dating a little bit. But yeah, and we're been... going to talk about our experiences. I'm going to tell you mine. You're going to tell me yours. And everyone, the whole world is going to learn and hear about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, so and I, I don't know. I, well, I don't know what I can I'm not going to be a teacher because I don't know if I've been successful with it, but it's just been, uh, it's just been a very, uh, I'm going to say it it feels like I'm dating in the 1840s because it's a lot of long walks that don't end up at each other's place. So I feel like, I feel like a gentleman from the 19th century, Laura. But have you been dating more than one person? Uh, no, uh, but, but I, like I, I kind of met someone just before the COVID situation started mm-hmm. and we had gone on a couple just quick meeting, like lunch, dinner type situations, and then everything sort of hit and then it became this 
situation where, oh, how do I navigate these waters? And, uh, yeah, it's it, it hasn't been smooth sailing. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? I, I'm just kind of rolling with it. Um, like I said, though, I'm, I'm not fully enjoying the fact that it's not normal. So, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of doing the best I can. I'll put it that but, way, just but, like okay. everybody else is. And so are you, you're still chatting with this one girl, right? Yeah, although it's sort of been... <laughs> It's been falling by the wayside the last couple of weeks. Has it? Yeah, because you're just trying to get laid so bad. You're well, probably I think, putting pressure on her. And you know what? Not, I, no, I, I get it. That. I mean, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying it's sort of gotten to a point where it, I don't think either of us knows how to take this further because of the situation. So it's almost like it's put on hold for a bit. If that makes well, sense. We're going to talk about how to take it further today. I think. Because I think that at some point it's okay to take it further, but we'll we'll, we'll continue with that in a little bit. Um, so, but do you agree that COVID is a great opportunity to build more of an emotional connection with someone? Because I definitely do. I do agree, and those walks that I've been talking about have been nothing but incredible conversations. So, in that way, it's been uh, interesting just to sort of get to know someone in a completely different scenario and in a completely different way. And do you feel closer uh, to her because of it? Well, yeah, in, in, in it's definitely built a friendship. Uh, and like I said, it's just completely different. So I'm willing to see where it goes. Although, like I said, I think we're both at a point where it's, uh, it's a point of frustration in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had a couple of experiences thus far for sure. So uh, one guy I, I did not video chat with, we met in a parking lot, social distancing, of course, and I realized that his character was so much different than, than I was expecting. And and at the end, because I, when I saw him, I thought, you know, no, like he's not the guy that I thought he was, right? And he wanted like a hug. And I, and I, th- I thought it, it it felt really weird. Uh, he And he said, well, it felt weird for him just to say goodbye to me without a hug. Well... And did it feel weird? Did that feel weird because you you didn't want to be within six feet? Is that what you mean, or or just it was weird in general? It was weird in general. It was weird because he wanted a <laughs> hug, and I felt uncomfortable because I didn't obviously because of COVID. You know, if he was a complete st- stranger, I might have given him a, h- a hug, even though I wasn't interested in him. But because of COVID, I'm definitely not going to give you a hug. I'm not going to risk COVID for you, <laughs> like. Right, what I, for, I like a stranger I, that I'm not attracted to. Yeah, and I think that's the whole problem right now with dating during this is that there's no real natural segue from from a conversation to what would be next to being intimate or hugging, making out, maybe sex. There's no just there's just no natural way to get from A to B without without breaking rules, I guess. I agree. We're going to talk more about that when we come back. We're sharing our dating stories here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bilotta, your host. Joining me tonight is comedian Peter Anthony. And we're answering your questions about dating and relationships, and we're sharing, uh, we're sharing both tips and our own personal experiences before the break. 
I was sharing uh, one of my personal experiences, one of the dates that I have uh, recently gone on. It didn't go too great, but it didn't. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. But I was. I'm going to tell you about another date now. So I was. I was video chatting with this other guy uh, for about a month or so. And I'm so glad I did get on the video uh, because I felt that the video component really gave me the opportunity to get to know him on a much deeper level. When we met up, I was still attracted to his looks and personality. We met up at a, a local park, social distancing again, of course, and we were planning to meet up again, but I noticed some red flags early on. He kept saying that he was depressed. If you're depressed, you shouldn't be leaning on a complete stranger to pull you out of your depression. You need to do that on your own. And I I can understand, like, having a bad day, but but when you have more days, bad days than good days, then you should not be dating. So that was my second experience. How do you, what do you think of that, Peter? Like, this guy was just such a downer. Like, I'd call him, he'd be like, I'm depressed. It's like, what are you depressed about? Like, we're all depressed right now. Did he, but did he mean he was depressed about the situation or was he just depressed in general in life? Because everything going on in his life, the situation, not being able to have physical contact, going to work, being the only one at work, um, it just issues with his kid at home, just all these different issues, right? And I thought at first, like, I knew it was a red flag, and I thought, you know, we had a, a really nice connection, so I was, I was willing to explore it further. But then as time went on, I thought, I can't do this. Like, it's a red flag. I got to go. Yeah, that's, that sounds like, it sounds like you said someone that just needs to figure all those things out before he brings someone new into the picture. So, uh, you know, I wish that person all the best, but there's, there's no point in trying to start something up if, you know, your life's quote unquote a mess, if that's what he said. So, and um, I, you know what, I just said, Hey, listen, get your shit together, you know, <laughs> and down the road, you know, if you're feeling a little better and things change then then maybe we can revisit this. But right now I just, I don't need someone bringing me down, especially when times are tough right now. And we're all experiencing this, I don't know what it is, but I I wake up and I've got this anxiety from what's going on in the world, and I just don't need his anxiety. I don't know you well enough yet, so you know. Yeah, I'll and bring it and, into the, my world. and the other thing too is, like, and we've talked about this not on the show, but just using this time in a way to sort sort of maybe patch up your life or fix things or, you know, do things that can improve yourself because you know, when are we ever going to be through, through something like this again, hopefully never, but at least maybe, you know, it gives us an opportunity to take a look at ourselves and maybe make a change or two that we've needed to. And I know that you made some recent changes. Yeah. For for me, it was, I did. And, and, you know, I told you off, you know, off the show that, that I had decided to stop drinking and, and that's something that, that I've been doing, uh, now for just about 78 days, not that I'm counting the days, but, but, uh, I, I just haven't had any alcohol and it just became a problem for me. And I decided when everything sort of changed a couple months, uh, well, I guess more than that, uh, you know, I guess it was mid March, but, but I just decided to sort of kind of take a hard look at myself and that bad habits that I had in my lifestyle and just kind of change. I, I just, decided I, I didn't want to live that way anymore. And so far, so good. You know, I've been getting some help and I've been doing some things that 
I've probably needed to do for at least a year or two um, when things kind of got out of control for me. But, but uh, I think now's a, a strange time, like I said, and, and it's maybe a time that we can, we can use to, to do stuff like that or to, or to find newer, better habits or ways to improve ourselves. And I'm so proud of you for coming out and sharing this with us. You're a better man than I would ever be a woman because I don't think that I could share that. I would be embarrassed or, uh, no, I I thought about it. I I don't know if I could share that about myself. So, yeah, kudos to you. Um, Was there a particular moment of realization where you knew you had to go get help? Like, were you drink like? I don't know. Like I drink every night. I mean, I have at least a glass of wine, sometimes two. I, I mean, do I need to go get help? Like, how do you, how do you know you have a problem? Well, I think that's an individual thing, and I mean, for me, I just it it just became such an issue, uh, and just something that was it was so obvious to me that. I was just going down a, a dark road, and that if I didn't get off that road, that you know some horrible things were going to happen. Like a lot of people, they don't react to things until something bad happens or, you know, they, with alcohol, for example, they get into a car crash or they get a DUI or they hurt somebody or, or they hurt themselves or, or something like that. But I just didn't want to let things get to that point. So I just kind of, um, I, I just kind of decided that I was going to try and, and, uh, the, I mean, to, to make a, a short answer long, there wasn't one particular thing or one particular point or anything like that. It was just an overall theme of how I wanted to live out the rest of my life. And I'm trying to, to trying to live on that road now. Now, when you meet someone, Peter, are you going to be straight up uh, by saying, yeah. hey, I, I don't drink anymore because I have a drinking problem? Or are you going to yeah. wait for them to ask you, you know, why don't you drink? I'll be as forthcoming as I am on your show right now. <laughs> okay, so right on the first date. Hey, yeah, by the way, I'm an alcoholic. I would I would say I used to drink and I I used to be a professional drinker uh, and I drank with the best of them, but I decided that I would hang up the beer stein, so to speak. So um, I'm in retirement, Laura. Good for you. I love you for that. And one more question around this, and then we're going to take a break. What advice would you give to other people that might be struggling with similar issues, especially during this time? I would say the first thing to do is to talk to the people around you that you love and trust the most, and also to listen to that inner voice, listen to that part of you that is speaking to you. Like there's, there's a, there's an inner voice that tells the truth all the time and we do things to push that down and ignore it. But, um, when that voice, uh, when you create a situation in your own life that you're at peace with that voice, uh, everything's just a lot easier and you have it in you to make, make changes and you can definitely do it. Believe me, if I can, uh, anyone can, that's the way I look at it now. So that's amazing. And I think that makes you even more attractive. Is that even possible? Wow. (laughs) We need to take a break. (laughs) We're answering your questions about dating and relationships right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 
This is the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, dating and relationship expert and matchmaker at singleinthecity.ca. Joining me tonight in studio is comedian Peter Anthony. Hello. Hey, Laura. And we're having like a candid conversation about the struggles that we all face when it comes to dating, as well as the struggles that many of us are facing when it comes to dating during this time. Now, uh, let's uh, continue. I mean, I have more dating stories, but I think we need to answer some of these questions first. If we have time, we'll come back. (laughs) People are like, we want to hear Laura's dating stories. (laughs) Listener questions are always fun. Yeah, they are. So here's a question from a listener. So I just started dating someone new a month ago. We've been getting to know each other over the phone and video chat, which has been great. I really like him, and we naturally want to take the next step in our relationship. We want to start meeting in person during our dates, but I'm honestly nervous how to go about physical contact. What if sparks are flying and we both get uh, reckless and carried away? Uh, Do you personally think it's okay to bend the rules a little bit? How do I approach a conversation about this with him? Okay, so let's start with me. So what I suggest is to be choosy with who you end up meeting in person. Don't just waste your time meeting up with someone just for the sake of it. Because I think at this point in time, we need to be really picky. Take that one step further and and hop on a phone call and or several video chats before you meet up with somebody. Peter, did you video chat with this girl before you met her? Oh, you didn't have well, to because you met her. Well, yeah, we met, we met before everything had gone down, just actually about three weeks prior to that. So, so we never did the video chat are, thing. And, are you opposed and, to video chatting? Well, I haven't tried it, so I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. But I, I don't like hanging out with people on Zoom and on Facebook chat and that stuff. So I probably would hate dating on videos. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a huge fan of it um, because it works for me, so I'm a huge fan. The first meeting should be a distance meet and greet with no contact, just to see if you still have that chemistry with the person. Maybe one person is feeling it and the other person is not, and it might not be that clear. And don't worry, because if the chemistry is there, it's going to be there the next time. So you don't need to rush anything, okay? Now, after your first meet and greet, Take a look at your actions and behavior and the other person's actions and behaviors. Do you still feel the same way? Has anything changed? Are you still having just as many conversations or has it tapered off a little bit? And make sure that you're both on the same page on how you feel about each other. If you agree to meet up again, have a a conversation prior to meeting up. Did you guys do that, Peter? Uh, yeah, well, like I said, it was just, it was more of a continuation from things that had happened before, but we did what, before we met, um, in person during it, we did talk about who have you been around? Where have you been? Have have you been in public and those kind of things? Yes. Yeah. So the questions that you need to ask yourself and have a discussion about, um, before you meet up with someone in person for the second or third time or whatever it is, is, are you immunocompromised? Is someone in your household immunocompromised? What is the risk level associated to your planned meetup? Are you putting other people at risk? Um, who do you guys come in contact with or have you come in contact with? Are you showing any symptoms? Uh, have you been tested? If one person is really worried about it, maybe suggest getting tested. Have you guys had that conversation? Because it's a free test. I mean, I heard it hurts, though. 
I, I really yeah. don't want to get it done. Yeah, but I think I would get they, it done. Apparently they scrape they scrape the base of your brain with a Q-tip I've heard, but mm-hmm. that doesn't sound yeah. very fun. But no, we haven't, we haven't gone as far as far as to recommend that we each get tested, but um, neither of us know anyone that, that has caught COVID yet. Um, I keep so we, everybody I come in contact with. I'm like, have, do you know anybody with COVID? No, no, no. Nobody knows anybody with COVID. Oh, people that have died from COVID um, from nursing homes, but that's about it. So Really, I, I mean, where is COVID? Where is it happening? Yeah, yeah and I, I think a lot of it is happening with, with vulnerable people in, in long-term care homes and all that, as we know. But, I mean, it still is in the community, so we do have a responsibility to be careful. I agree. Um, but the one, thing I, the one thing I want to say is it's, it's tough because because of what's going on, we all crave and want that fun and excitement and adventure back in our lives. And because we can't have it, it's almost like forbidden fruit in a weird way. Uh, so, so it's like we all we all are dying to, to get back to the way things I know, were. But if you're, and, okay, but let's just say you're talking to someone for a couple of months. Why can't you just go and get tested? If you guys both go get tested and you're negative, then you guys can start hanging out with each other and then take your the precautionary measures after that, right? Like, or continue with your precautionary measures. So what I'm trying to get here at here is that we need to be careful, but we also can't stop living, Peter. Like, who knows how long this social distancing is going to be in effect? And it's easy for people who are in relationships to pass judgment, but they're not the ones sitting at home day in and day out on their own. It's not easy. So I yeah, think as that, long hey, as we are, wait, just let me finish. So as long as we're careful and have an adult conversation about it, then it's really up to the two of you. I, it's hard to disagree with that. Um, but I, I mean, again, I don't know. It seems things are changing rapidly. So on a week to week basis, who knows what the rules are going to be. But all I know is until everyone in the community is either, you know, has, has, has been vaccinated or is, or we have herd immunity, then there's still a risk. So some people are going to roll with that risk and some people aren't. And uh, that's just the way it is. Well, then go get tested. There you go. That answers all our questions. They should send us tests in the mail. Let's get it going. (laughs) We need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Joining me tonight is comedian Peter Anthony. And we're answering your questions about dating and relationships and sharing both our tips and we've been sharing our personal experiences. And thank you so much, uh, Peter, for joining me again tonight. I really, really did miss you. I love having you oh, on the show with me. And, you oh, know, thanks. people love having you on the show with me. I get so much fan mail. Where's Peter? Oh, Where's that's, Peter? That's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. And and just, just to talk about dating during COVID is so bizarre. Like, to have even have this conversation and... And to be to be one of the people out there, like I'm in a weird boat where I'm actually attracted to people that have COVID. So this is a this is a it's a gold mine for me. So you're hanging around the nursing homes, are you? you know <laughs> hanging it. on Absolutely. the windows. How you doing, Gretel? No. Gretel. 
Okay, next question from a listener. So I've been dating a guy for about four months now. I'm really into him, but he has this habit of going hot and cold on me, especially with social distancing. It's so easy for him to go radio silent for two weeks, only for him to pop back in my life. I've been understanding so far, but it's really uh, becoming hurtful. Why do guys do this? Well, girls do it too. And what can I do to stop him from going back and forth all the time? All right, so there are many reasons why someone goes hot and cold. Just to name a few, let's go over some of them. Uh, They're just not that into you. They may be completely or not completely over their ex. They might have tons of question marks about you, so they don't really know if you're the one. It could be that they're emotionally unavailable for whatever reason and might be afraid to get too close for the fear of getting hurt. Their hot and cold behavior may or may not be related to you at all. They may be dealing with their own depression or anxiety issues or maybe addiction issues that that you don't even know about. Or maybe they're in a relationship with someone else. Now, Peter, I know that you did the hot and cold for a while there because you're really having a lot of relationship issues. Could this have uh, had anything to do with your addiction problem? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the other thing too about hot and cold is the the very first thing you hit on was whether or not that person is really into you. Generally that won't happen if they are. Uh, and generally I wouldn't do that to somebody if I was so, but I mean, yeah, certainly there can be personal issues, uh, that can come into play. But I think if, if the person is is really attracted and, and wants to pursue, I don't think they would be hot and cold, uh, you know, unless they were dealing with some, like fairly, uh, you know, an acute problem that needed to be taken care of because I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just the way I, I would react. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it. Am I, am I right? Am I wrong? Uh, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> there's no right or wrong answer here. Um, but whatever the reasoning is behind their hot and cold behavior, it's a red flag. Uh, you can try ignoring the person when they do reach back out again, but what is that going to prove, right? So you can, yeah, so you can ignore the person, but then at the end of the day, it's not going to prove anything. It's only going to frustrate you more because now you're playing games and you probably don't want to. So regardless of what the reason is, you should be having a conversation about it. Bring it up to them. Ask them why they disappear all the time because you deserve to be treated the way that you want to be treated, and you set the stage for that. If someone you're dating disappears for two weeks and then comes back like nothing happened and you allow the behavior to continue, it's going to. Because people are going to treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. It's it's almost what you accept uh, will happen. You know, and it's it's weird to sort of put a time on things. Like two weeks without talking to someone to me seems like a really long time. I would tell um, them where to go. Go blow. <laughs> Yeah, I think two, two weeks, weeks is a really long time. But I mean, if you're talking three or four days, you have to really establish what what is a long time and what what's reasonable. So I think there's some wiggle room in there. And yeah, ha- and where are you at in the relationship? But if you've been dating for four months, I think you should be. Someone shouldn't go two weeks without contacting you. And use your gut. If the behavior seems off and doesn't seem normal to you, then it's probably not. And stop wasting your time with someone who's not deserving of your time. The less time uh, you have, and, and this is going to give you less time that you should be spending on searching for the right person. 
You need to give your attention to someone who's gonna, who deserves your attention. And keep in mind, though, that it's quite normal in the beginning of a relationship for things to move a little slower, and that's okay. But if the behavior continues for, like, months, this is a red flag, and you need to ask yourself questions or completely back off, your, uh, just completely back off from the person. Someone who is ready to be in a committed, long-term relationship with you is going to make it known. And a relationship with the right person should be easy. You shouldn't be guessing how they feel about you all the time. It just gets so exhausting. Yeah, and it's, it's not fun. And, and then usually 99 times out of 100, those things don't go anywhere anyway. So you're not missing out on anything. And Peter, what do, you, what do guys think of girls who play hard to get? Is it ever effective? Well, uh, it, I mean, no, for me, no, I, I find it, I find it exhausting. Um, but it is right. I mean, well, it, you know, it, I don't, I don't mind putting in an effort, but I think, I think if it's going to work, each person has to meet the other person halfway. Uh, because I mean, ultimately you're trying to meet your match, right? And if someone's your match, that means you're both probably busy. You both have, don't have a lot of time and you're, you know, you're both have other interests. So to be the person that has to reach out all the time and make all the effort, it just becomes exhausting. And for, for a person like me, that's not what I want. And I would think that the person that I'm supposed to be with, that's not what they want either. It does get exhausting. Yeah. And you just have to know when to call it quits. I think that's exactly it. If, if you're the one that's always reaching out and they're never reaching out and they're always waiting for you to reach out, then that, that tells you something. And it's so unfair. Yeah, both people have to put in the effort for sure. Yeah, and I think I think when both people put in the effort, it just makes everything a lot more fun too. And and so yeah, so and, and so and by the way, if if you're attracted to someone, it's okay to let them know. That doesn't mean that you know, it doesn't mean that that you're weak or that you're showing your hand too soon or you know, I better hold my cards close to my chest. Well, you know, it's just life's too short. We're starting to life understand is too that short. now. And the right person is going to accept that and go, oh, my gosh, they like me. They're attracted to me. And it's going to work out. We're going to take a break. We're going to continue answering your questions right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, comedian Peter Anthony and I, I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. We are answering your dating and relationship questions. And uh, yeah, we are uh, talking about the struggles that many of us are facing when it comes to dating during this time. We have another question from another listener, Peter. Wow, and just just to throw this out there too, I, I mean... I'm in heaven because I'm extremely attracted to face masks. So this is just uh, a great time for me to be out there, Laura. You're attracted. You know what? Some people actually look better with face masks. You're <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to say that out loud, Laura. But I even That's think really I wrong. do. I look at myself in the mirror. I have this really cool black mask. I'm like, hey, I look pretty sexy in this thing. Pretty badass, yeah. eh? Yeah, pretty badass. I'm wondering right, if I can have up? like a. I'm hoping I can have a par, like a mask party soon with single in the city. I wonder when that'll happen. <laughs> well, hey, you're the boss. That's up to you. I don't think so. I think I have to abide by the rules, and I think I'm going to. I'm not going to start having parties. Maybe when we start having gatherings of like 20 or something, then I can start having uh, parties again. 
Yeah, maybe the very first single in the city uh, event after this is all over will be a masked event. That that could be I pretty cool. I love that. That is so cool. Okay, but usually the masks are like on your eyes, but this one will be around your nose and mouth. <laughs> okay, it's, this, all, it's this, all up to you. This one is from a guy listener. Hey, li- hey, Laura. I'm going to say that again. This one is from a guy listener. Hey, Laura, I just started dating a woman who I'm really starting to fall for. The problem is her ex keeps contacting her, coming back into the picture time and time again. She tells me there's nothing going on and that he's just going through a hard time with quarantining, etc. I do believe her, but it's frustrating that this guy just won't let go. What's the best way to handle a situation like this? We're not technically exclusive, so I'm not even sure I have the right to voice something like this. Hmm. Well, if you suspect your partner or the person that you're dating is still holding on to feelings that they have for their ex, this is going to cause problems in your relationship, even without you realizing it. That's why uh, communication and communicating your thoughts and fears, no matter how awkward of a conversation it's going to be, is so important. If your partner or let's just say the person that you're talking to is still talking to their ex and it really bothers you, then tell them. Don't downplay your feelings or or write it off as jealousy because you deserve to be in a relationship with someone who's completely present and ready for all the great things that, you know, that are going to come with being with you. And don't be afraid to communicate your feelings in your relationship. And hopefully your partner will see that the past really should stay in the past. Uh, What do you think, Peter? I'd love to know more about the situation. I mean, is it an ex that this person has a connection with, like kids with, or, or? Well, that's the thing. Now, okay, so if the person is talking to their ex because they share children with them, and, and that's why they communicate, then you need to butt out and allow them to co-parent effectively. If you can't deal, then move on because it's not fair to anybody. I don't think in this situation there are kids involved. Okay, then, then I have I have pretty pretty uh, hard feelings about it because to me it's like if that ex is trying to lean on the person for an emotional for emotional support, that's not fair to to, to the person in the new relationship because well I, I mean if I was dating a girl I won't I wouldn't want her ex boyfriend constantly contacting her or seeing her or calling her for emotional support. It's like dude. Get your own girlfriend. Don't you got some buddies or friends or family you can talk to? Why are you talking to my girlfriend? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're absolutely right. I That would upset me as well. And that's a red flag. Like, what's going on there? Are there, are you, you still have feelings for your ex? Is there unresolved issues? Like, I, what's Yeah, and, and it's not about jealousy. It's just about respect. Like, I, I would never do that to someone. So why would I allow that to happen to me? You, you know, so it, it becomes when to me, that's a red flag. Like when someone shows uh, a lack of knowledge or, or a lack of empathy towards their partner by, you know, talking to the wrecks or doing this or or, you know, continuing relationships and then kind of throwing it back in their face going, well, why are you jealous? Why? Are you, like, that's not fair. Right. So I, I, I just find like, you know, there's certain situations probably where it's OK, but if it's someone just leaning on their ex for emotional support, butt out. I agree 100%. And again, don't be afraid to communicate. You don't want to get angry though, right? You just want to communicate with them and 
and just let them know that it's it you don't think it's cool and it's and if you are going to be dating long term that this can't happen you know you don't want their ex in your life <laughs> exactly and there's nothing wrong and there's nothing wrong with feeling that way there's nothing no, wrong with there's it. not and they need yeah, to the ex need to stay in the past we need to take a break peter we'll be back You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, and comedian Peter Anthony's in the house. <laughs> we're, I am. Well, I'm, I'm, we're digitally, we're, we're not in the house together. We're apart together, if that makes sense. Yes, but you're still in the house. Okay. And we're answering your questions about dating and relationships today. We have another question here. I love these questions. Keep them coming, people. Uh, If you ever have questions for me, you can always email me, laura at singleinthecity.ca. You can reach out to us on Instagram, the Dating and Relationship Show page. Please, and please do not email me your questions. Just give them to Laura. I'm not interested in receiving them. (laughs) Okay, on to the next question. I just started talking to this great guy. Problem is, sometimes I feel like he avoids me. He'll tell me he can't chat on the phone because he has to do overtime work, yet I'll see that he's on Instagram. Or sometimes he won't reply to my text for hours on end, but I'll see him making statuses and sharing stuff on Facebook. I want to stress that he's a nice guy, and I really like him, and I think he really likes me, but this stuff is a little frustrating to me, and am I making a big deal out of nothing? How do I even approach something like this? Hmm. Well, you actually I have a, don't. <laughs> I, have a, I have something I could share with this uh, wonderful sure, lady. Yeah, go ahead. That fella doesn't like her. Yeah, that guy doesn't like her, and and she should just stop with that whole thing. Yeah, and it's so, it sucks it's to just, be well, that's why I said it, you or... actually don't. That's why I said, how do I even approach something like this? And I say, well, you actually don't because you don't want to invest too much time into anyone who's not investing time into you. It's that simple. Okay, it's black or white. Now, it sounds like you guys just started dating, and the both of you, you don't owe anything to each other. Like, so just go about your daily routine, do you, and allow the relationship to develop if it's going to. Plus, how often are you texting this guy? I mean, like, you want to be mindful of of how often that you're reaching out to somebody. Don't always be the one to text first, especially if you're the woman. Guys like to work for it. They like to chase. Don't you agree, Peter? Well, to a certain point, I think I agree. But I think in the situation that, that you described here, I mean, depends what the, she thinks this guy owes to her too. Like he he could say like, yeah, yeah, I'm busy tonight. I don't want to talk. And then she says, but then I go on Facebook and I see that he's doing this. Well, so what? That's his life. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Like if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to talk to you, that's his business. Uh, so so it's, it sounds to me like she's chasing someone that doesn't care about her. So she should just give up. Right. And in this case, let him chase you if he's going to. And reaching yeah, out. Like this, this, this stuff about, sorry to, to harp on this, but this stuff about, oh, he said he uh, he didn't want to chat tonight because he was busy, but then I noticed <laughs> that he put up a picture and he was golfing. It's not well, yeah, because he wanted to go golfing. 
He wanted to golf. He didn't want to talk to you. That's why he went. That's why he went golfing and didn't talk to you because he didn't want to. Why is that so hard to understand? This guy doesn't like you. Give up. And re- reaching out too early on in a relationship can also be an indicator of codependence rather than actual interest. And being overly available is also not a very good look, okay? So, in fact, it's a major red flag. So, go about your business, keep your options open, and let them come to you, ladies. Yeah, and the right one will come along. So, don't, there's no, there's no use trying to force it. There's no use trying to, trying to figure it out like it's some sort of detective story. I mean, this, this, stuff isn't, this stuff isn't that complicated when the right one comes along, okay? Yeah, he's just not your guy. He's just that's not it. your guy, and that's okay. Let, let the man golf. Let him go on Facebook. Let him do his just, thing. He doesn't like you. There's going to be someone out there for you, but you just have to keep doing what you're doing. Now, remember, if you get a little exhausted with dating, take a step back, take a break. Have you ever done that, Peter? I have. Absolutely. I love it. Oh, it's, it's the best. It's, it's the, the best. best. Regroup. Yeah. I love stepping back. Yeah, I love stepping back too. Take a look at, you know, where you went wrong and refocus, work on yourself and get back out there. And the right person eventually will come along. So on the topic of social media, do you think it's okay for someone you're dating to like other girls or guys' hot photos? What do you think? Yeah, sure. I do, especially early on. I mean, that's what social media is for. You know what, I think it's I Pardon? If their eyeballs are working, why wouldn't they? Yeah, so I I find it so refreshing when I meet a guy that's not on social media. I love it. It's like, oh, <laughs> yes. Why? Um, I, I just do, I, because I think it's overwhelming. I think it's too much, and I think it poisons people's minds, and I think there's too much temptation on social media. And I think it's refreshing when I actually, like, and plus that's something that I'm doing. So I don't want the person doing what I'm doing necessarily, right? So if I'm always on social media and he's always on social media, then when are we going to spend time together? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, especially if it's not part of your business or part of what you need to do for your career. I don't, I don't really think it's a good way to spend your time at all. So uh, I, I hear what you're saying. And that's why I use social media. It's for my business. Yeah, in that regard, that's fine. But when I'm like 7 o'clock hits and, or 6.30 and I'm scratching my head going, oh, my gosh, i got to post for 7. You know, I know with my last relationship, I think that was, that was a killer for him. He hated that. It's like, really? Like, we're having a moment here and you you got to go and post on social media. <laughs> so I think you really need to plan a out. Buzzkill, eh? have a game. It is a buzzkill, uh, buzz <laughs> and you need to have a game plan when it comes to social media because it really can ruin a relationship. First yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. So um, that's it for the show today. Is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners, Peter? If they want to reach advice? out and say hi or whatever, you can follow me on. I'm only on Twitter. That's the only one I use. Uh, it's at Peter is funny. Uh, if anyone wants to talk about anything like addiction or anything like that too, please feel free to reach out. I'm certainly no expert. It's, it's all new territory for me, but I'm always willing to help somebody if they need help. So, and um, if you're looking please, for a boyfriend, please. Peter is making <laughs> like resumes right now. I know uh, I'm stepping back, Laura. I'm stepping back right now. Are you? <laughs> I, 
<laughs> recently launched an online speed dating event service where you can meet up to 50 new singles in the comfort of your own home. This is a great way to meet others, all while social distancing. Uh, this uses time um, as an opportunity to meet and truly connect with someone because you have the time right now. And I'm a huge fan of video dating. I think I said that so many times on this show because it saves so much wasted time. So check out my website, singleinthecity.ca, for more details. Until next week, ciao for now. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 9-1-1 on a new night, Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.